the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Avili Evramia. To those who don't know what the song is saying, it says, The time has come to praise the Lord, to praise our God. The time has come to give honor and glory to the Lord Most High. Tonight, we're going to go into the Word, and we pray that the Lord reaches out and touches you with the Word that He's given I believe tonight the Lord has assigned a word, and if you're listening to this, then you are meant to hear it. Tonight, Sammy Nicholas is not able to be here. He is out of town. I will be hosting the show. My name is Steve Mitchell. You might remember me from a while ago, and I've got to say, I love coming back to this studio. It's been a long time since I've been back, spent a lot of years in here, and I've had some of the most amazing, just amazing things that God has revealed actually in here. If anybody knows me, my favorite subject is faith. And God revealed during a study on the shield of faith something so amazing that it actually changed the way that I think about faith, the way that I go forward, the way that I do things. So I thank God for the time here. I thank God for the opportunity to be here. God bless you if you're just tuning in. Welcome to the Gypsy Christian Hour. Tonight, we are going to be going into the Word of God. We're going to be going into the book of Malachi. In the book of Malachi, whenever you mention it to anybody, usually the first thing that comes to their mind is verse 10. And that talks about bringing the tithes into the storehouse. Well, tonight we're going to see what comes before that. What is the result? What causes the result of bringing the tides into the storehouse? Tonight, we want to tell you that the Lord loves you. We want to ask you to let other people know. Give somebody else a call. Send them a text. We're not only on air at KKLA, but we're also streaming live on Instagram right now. And if you want to watch live, if you want to join in live and, and comment or possibly ask a question, you can tune in at at pray, pray underscore room underscore LA on Instagram. And if you want to call in, the toll-free number is 888-995-5552. I see the phones are already lining up with people who need prayer. And that's what I'm here for tonight. We're not only going to be sharing in the Word of God, 
but we're also going to be praying with you. So as the time allows, we first want to get into a song. There's a song that's come out recently by Cody Carnes. And the name of the song is Nothing Else. And I want to tell you, this song has, Chachez, changed a lot of the way I think. It said so much about the way that I felt without even knowing that I felt it. So I pray, listen to the song, listen to the words of the song, and let it touch you tonight as we worship with this one song for just a few minutes. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. Devla, Lord, we seek to know you. We seek your presence. We seek, Lord, you and nothing else. And nothing else will do, Lord. Lord, this world tries to fill that place. This world tries to take your place, your throne. But tonight, Father, we pray, nothing else will do. So give us more of you, I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Before we get to the study, there are a few calls we want to get to. If we can go to line one, Jeremiah needs some prayer. Hey, how you guys doing? God bless you guys. Happy Sunday. Amen. God bless you, Jeremiah. How are you? I'm okay. Who is this? Is this Pastor Sonny? No, this is Stephen, uh, Safka's grandson, Eddie's son. Oh, oh okay. Sounded like Pastor Sonny now. <laughs> Uh, we need some prayer. Uh, uh, maybe he passed away. We need prayer. We pray for Lonnie and uh, pray for my mother. Uh, my mother needs prayer. She lost her only sister. Her sister went home to be with the Lord. Amen. If you guys could pray for us. Yes, and, definitely. Uh, we, definitely. Let's pray. That's what we need. Yes, Lord, we come before you. Lord, you are the great comforter. Chihuahua Penel, that you can give the peace that the world cannot understand. Your word says, Mugadel, how precious it is in the sight of the Lord. Devla, kacha familia, trubule chojutimos. Trubule Mugadel chizor, trubule Mugadel chimila. We pray, let your comfort pour down upon them, Mugadel. I pray, Lord, that they would experience that peace that the world cannot understand. That you would give them the strength to do what they need to, Mugadel. And to know, to keep their eyes on you all the days of their lives, Mugadel. And that they would rejoice, Mugadel when someone comes home to you because it's an awesome thing and one day one day they will be together again we ask in Jesus name Amen Amen, Amen. Amen. God bless you Jeremiah God bless you hey, let me ask you how's your father doing? Thank God he's doing good he's doing good I saw him today and he's good my grandmother's doing alright the whole family thank God is, is, is alright okay well God bless you get back. God bless you too we want to get to Mike he has a testimony about a previous prayer request. Amen. God bless you, Mike. Hi. Um, you know, I just had Sam pray for me a week or two weeks ago. My mom had to have an ultrasound done on her neck, but everything turned out fantastic, and everything is great now. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. We have a God yeah. who is a healer. His name is Jehovah yeah. Rapha. So we thank God for that. God bless you for that testimony. I pray that that gives other people some strength. Just to let you know, whenever you go through something, it's never just for you. It's always something that God can use for the next person. Amen? Yes. God bless you, Mike. Thank you for the testimony. Have a good night. All right. You too. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye. Next is Henry. He'd like some prayer for his friends and family. 
Amen. God bless you, Henry. Hi. How yeah, are my you? My name is Henry. Well, I have a little fair request, if you don't mind. Okay. With me, I'll try to make it short and sweet. The first one I added because of the shooting happening today or, well, hours ago back in Texas. And then also, too, is that uh, my son's um, girlfriend's father, he's in the hospital getting a blood transfusion. They went there to get a gallstone uh, bladder was having problems. They found other issues in, in the stomach uh, problem area. Okay. So I request for prayer for that. Also, my family, my two sons, his wife, and, and the baby. Um, she's nine months. She's due, and I'm worried about her. Okay. Having a problem, just in case, and I'm asking for financial prob financial uh, help, and to protect us from all evil, and help us find a place to stay because we were looking for a place, but we've been running into some bad people that are greedy and all that, where they allow animals you know, or pets. So this is a request that I ask for myself too: is uh, negative people are, are close by me, and I'm just praying to God to take them away from me and and turn them around and okay. just make things, you know, work work things out better. But for myself, too, Amen. financial and his, uh, health issues, and, and uh, all I want to do is to live a regular, normal life like everybody else. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, let's bring it before the Lord, Henry. Lord, we come before you, and there are so many things, Lord, so many healings, protection, so many restorations that are needed, Father. So much direction that is needed in Henry and his family, Lord. We ask, Lord, that all of these prayers would be met. You know, your word says that you know every need before we ask. But to come before you, Lord, and to put our requests before you. So we lay all of these requests before you and we ask, have your way in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you, Henry. Good night. All right. Thank you. Next, we got Terry, who'd like some prayer for a family member. Amen. God bless you, Terry. Hi. God bless you, too. I'm calling for a prayer request for my son's father-in-law. He, right now, is uh, in the hospital. They did blood transfusion. And it's, um, hopefully, to God, things will be much better for tomorrow. He's not having any appetite or uh, he's very weak. My daughter-in-law is pregnant, and she'll be having a baby any day now. And I just ask God to protect and put a hedge over them. Amen. For, and, and for us, also for our financial. Amen. And, well, open, and open doors. And my health, too. I have lupus, diabetes. Um, I just ask God to protect us. Amen. Amen. Father, we come before you, and the first thing that was mentioned was the issue of blood. And, Lord, we've seen how you can heal the issue of blood. We've seen how you can heal any disease that we might have, and we've seen how you can protect. So we ask, Lord, in this household, Lord, in this family, in this extended family, let your healing, let your protection, let your restoration be done, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you, you, Terry. Have a great night and a great weekend. You too. God bless you too. Thank you. Next we have Carol. Uh, She'd like prayer for health for her and her husband. Amen. God bless you, Carol. God bless you too, sir. Thank you for taking my call. 
Thank you so much. Not a problem. How can we help you tonight? Yes, uh, I'm waiting for results for my husband's biopsy for cancer. And also, I personally, I have a pinched nerve in my neck that doesn't seem to be healing. I know how you feel. I've got a pinched nerve in my back, and it's doing the same thing. And I know how desperate you are with that prayer. So let's get to it. Father, Thank you. nothing is beyond you, Lord. Cancer, cancer is the scariest word on the planet Earth sometimes. But we have a name that is greater than the name cancer, and that's Jesus Christ. So we call upon the name of Jesus for healing of cancer, Lord, for healing and for relief of that pinched nerve. And we ask, Father, that you would begin to pour down the blessing, begin to pour down the healing. Let it begin from the top of their heads, Lord, and go down through to the the bottom of their feet and bring about the healing that only you can bring. We know that they use medicine. We know that they use surgery. We know that they use any of these other things. But when it comes down to it, Father, it's by your hand. We ask, bring healing in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you, Carol. Good night. Bless you, too. Good night, sir. Uh, Next, we have Eric, and he wants to know if he has the Holy Spirit. Hello, Eric. God bless you. Hi. How can we help you tonight? Yes, I believe in Jesus. I, I put my trust in Jesus and my faith in Jesus. Do I have the Holy Spirit, and will I go to heaven when I die? The Bible says that Jesus is the only way to the Father, and you believe in him. Uh, If you believe that Jesus Christ is who he said he is, that he lived a, a perfect life, that he died on the cross for your sins, that he rose the third day for victory, then you will enter into the kingdom of heaven. As far as the Holy Spirit goes, Jesus said that he will send, the Father will send the Comforter, that Jesus must go so that he can send the Comforter. Now, if you rely on Jesus Christ, if you believe in Jesus Christ and in God the Father, then you believe in the Spirit. Um, I was actually on the way here, and, and I heard someone talking about this, and, and Paul was on a missionary trip, and he asked uh, if the the people that he encountered, the disciples that he encountered, if they had received the Holy Spirit, and they said they hadn't heard about the Holy Spirit, let alone to receive him. So he prayed for them that they would receive the Holy Spirit, uh, that they would be baptized in the Holy Spirit. So I'd like to do the same with you tonight, um, and that the Spirit would begin to dwell up within you, to, to begin to pour out of you. Um, when you rely on Jesus, when you rely on God, the Spirit begins to speak to you. The Spirit begins to lead you. And if you've ever heard that little voice in the back of your head guiding you, that's the Holy Spirit. Yes. So, and also uh, one more thing, Pastor. Just, I hear demonic voices. They're harassing me and threatening me. They say they're tempting me. They say, whatever we say, you're going to do it, they say. To <laughs> me. Well, I want to tell you this much. Jesus Christ died so that you would no longer be slave to the sinful nature. I don't care what the demons say. I don't care what the world says, Eric. If you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you took him as your Lord and Savior, then the power of sin has no more control over you. And nothing and no one can make you sin. In fact, the Bible says that the Father has given you the strength 
to get through any temptation that the world might give you and that no temptation that you go through is more than anyone else has. That's not common. And here's the, the key. He always gives a way out. Now, if God said that he gave a way out, then there is always a way out. And I don't care what anybody else says. They cannot make you do what the Lord does not want you to do if if you rely on him, if you trust in him, and if he is your savior. Amen. Let me okay. pray with you. Thank you, Pastor. And, uh, and we'll pray about the Holy Spirit rising up in your life and, and taking a, a stronger position to where you can't deny that he is part of your life. Amen. Father, I come Amen. before you right now and I bring my brother Eric before you. Lord, his concern was if he had the Holy Spirit. But Lord, I believe that you've given it to him already. I pray now that the Holy Spirit would rise up within him, that he would begin to speak in languages that he doesn't understand, that he would begin to hear your voice through your spirit, Father, and that he would submit to you and do as you call him to, I ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Eric. Good night. God bless you. Thank you. Good night. Bye-bye. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Instagram, I'm sorry it's taken so long to get to the study. Again, uh, if you have a minute, please let people know that we are going to get started in the study right now. Um, we are going into the book of Malachi, and we're in chapter 3. If It's amazing to me how many times I mentioned Malachi, and the first thing that people say to me is, ah, bring the tithes into the storehouse. And that's the only scripture that anybody ever knows from Malachi chapter 3, from Malachi at all. And it's the one that's always used before tithe. It's the one that's always used when somebody talks about tithe or preaches about tithing. But that's the only scripture that they know about Malachi. And tonight we want to get into this study and see. The Bible says in verse 10 of chapter 3, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse so that there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open up the windows of heaven for you and I will pour out a blessing so great that you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Devla, tonight, as we get into your word, we pray, Lord, that you would take control. Holy Spirit, take your place. Lord, I pray that every word that would come forth would be of you, nothing of myself. We ask tonight, speak a word that changes us, I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, chapter 3, verse 10 says, Bring the tithes into the storehouse. But see, that is not the end or even the beginning of what that scripture says. Whenever you're looking at scripture, you have to look at what's going on in the whole situation. You have to look a couple verses, maybe even a couple chapters before, and then look after until the whole idea of what that scripture is saying is talked about. Now here we have a problem. In the book of Malachi, the whole book of Malachi is dealing with the fact that God's people are not treating God right. That God's people are not living lives that honor and that glorify God. 
And Malachi starts off with talking about the love of God and how God has always loved us and that um, he, he hasn't destroyed us. He didn't destroy our uh, ancestors because of his love for us. He talks about how he loved uh, Jacob, but he hated Esau. And he's talking about how much he loves us. But then God gets down to business. And he says, you're defiling my name. You're defiling my altar. This is at a time where they were in captivity and they came back. And now we pick up the story in chapter 3, verse 7. Let's start in verse 6. It says, I am the Lord and I do not change. That is why you, descendants of Jacob, are not already destroyed. It's gotten so bad that God could have destroyed them and righteously destroyed them if he wanted to. Ever since the days of your ancestors, you have scorned my decrees and failed to obey them. I want to stop right there before we get into the meat of the message tonight. And again, the message is called Return to Me. It comes from chapter 3, verse 7. The first thing we want to see is that what God says is, you've moved away from my decrees. Here's the problem. The first problem he talks about is that you've moved away from my decrees. You've moved away from my ordinances. The word ordinances means something prescribed, something owed or due, or a statute or law, a condition or a limit. You've moved away from what I've prescribed for your life. You've moved away from the things that I've told you to do. Now what we see in the first two chapters is that they're giving bad sacrifices is that uh, it says the priests who are supposed to give life are actually causing the people to stumble. It says that you have moved away from, and this, this word really got me, from something prescribed. Have you ever been sick and the doctor prescribed the cure? Have you ever had a problem and you were prescribed the thing that would fix that problem? Well, here the Lord said, Keep the word, keep the, the word of this law on your lips that you might not sin against it. They've forgotten or they've turned away from God's prescribed ways. They've turned away from what they owe God. It talked so in detail about the sacrifice that God received from them, and how it was a defiled sacrifice. They were giving sacrifices that were lame, that were blind. They were giving what God did not deserve. And I want you to see where this is going. I believe that we're kind of in the same place as they were. I believe that this word applies to us today. Though we might not be bringing God 
bad sacrifice in animals, we might be bringing God a bad sacrifice in our worship. We might be bringing God a bad sacrifice in our lives. We might be forgetting or moving away from the prescription of the Lord, from what is owed to God. There's a word that it said, it said prescribed, and then it said a limit. And when God brought that to my attention, what I got was there's a prescribed limit. There's a certain limit that God puts and says, don't go past this. Don't go. He talked, it says, who told the ocean how far it can go and no further? Well, God says the same thing in our lives. We can do so much, but there's an area that God doesn't want us to go past. There's a limit that God doesn't want us to go past. Why? Because He's a horrible God and He wants to keep us from having fun? No, because that puts us in the danger zone. If we move away from God's prescribed limit, we move away from God's protection that God has upon us. We move away from what God wants to do. And here's the big ones that got me. You've moved away from my ordinances. And I'm not making this up. I'm looking at it right now. Part of that word means respecting the messianic king. You've moved away from respecting Jesus Christ himself. You have to understand how big of a thing this is. The Jews were waiting for the Messiah from the beginning. In Genesis, God says, you, ha- you will bruise his heel, but he will crush your head. When he said that, he was talking about the Messiah. He was talking about the one that they've been waiting for, for so long. He was talking about Jesus. And here, the hope of the nation, the, the, the savior of the nation, the one that they pray about every day and that their scriptures are all written about and that every one of them learns about from when they're a kid, they've moved away from respecting the Messiah. God bless you. Welcome to the radio tonight. Welcome in Instagram. Tonight we're talking about Malachi chapter 3, verse 7. And we're talking about how the Jews have moved away from the things that God has prescribed from them, especially respecting the Messianic King. That, I believe, can apply to us today. Have we lost the respect for Jesus Christ? Have we lost the 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 yearning for Jesus Christ? Have we lost caring for what Jesus wants? The next one is, you've moved away from my prophets. You've moved away from listening to my prophets. You've moved away from hearing my prophets. This is a problem. And if you don't recognize it, Tonight, the Lord is telling you, it's time. It's time to see what is being done. It's time to see what is wrong and to fix it, because I don't want to leave it like that. There's 
a thing that God says in Malachi, and it's it's such a thing that I don't even want to say it on the air. But it's the word of God. And God says, because of the way that you've treated me, I will embarrass you. Sit de daftam in polajav. I will do something so... I can't even think of the word for it. I will do something so offensive to you there. I will do something so offensive to you because of the way that you're treating me and my decrees and my laws and my prescription and my Messiah, the respecting of the Messiah. Because of that, I will do something so shameful to you that you will know that it's me who's doing it. But, but there's a reason. And God says, it's so that my covenant with you can go on. See, God's whole purpose for this is not to embarrass, is not to hurt, is not to destroy, but is to repair and to go forward. I want to get back to the scripture, and the scripture says, You have failed to obey them. That word failed or have not kept them comes down to the words appointment of time, space, quantity, labor, or usage. You've missed the appointment that God has for you. By not walking with the Lord, by not keeping His commandments, His His ordinances, by not following the directions of God, by not walking with God daily. Because I don't want to make this about keeping the law. That's another subject that we really don't want to get into. We're talking about walking with God. We're talking about staying in the will of God, staying in the presence of God, in honoring God, and making sure that what you do, does not purposely offend God. That's what we're talking about tonight. And when he says, you have not kept them, what he's saying is, you've missed appointments. God, I believe that there is something along the lines of divine appointment. I don't believe in coincidence. I've been in certain places where I met with certain people. I Just a couple weeks ago, I was led by the Lord to bring a book with me, my own book, my own personal book that I was still reading, has my highlights, has my notes, and I went to visit somebody, and the Lord led me to bring the book in with me. I had no idea why. But the Lord led me to bring this book in the house with me. So I've got my Bible and this book. And I said, Lord, I don't know I don't know why I feel I'm going to give it to him, but you've got to make this possible because I don't know why I would just... I don't know where give him this book. And he said the exact title of the Bible, of the book without me saying it. The name of the book is Purpose Driven Life. And his words were, I feel like I have no purpose. And that's when God made a light go off in my head. And I turned around, I grabbed the book, I almost hit him in the face with it. And I said, here, God had a divine appointment for you. That blessed him. But more than that, it blessed me. 
more than that, it was something that reassured me that I hear the voice of God, I hear the plan of God, that I'm in God's will, and that God can use me for His glory. And whenever He does something like that, I get blessed more than the person that, that I am able to bless. And here's what God is saying. By not following my plans, by disrespecting me, by not doing what I have prescribed, by not staying in my plan and in my will, you've missed appointments. Appointments of time, appointments of space, quantity, work that I had to do for you, labor, usage, where I could have used you, and yes, blessings, and you've missed out from word the word of God. You've missed out from things that God wanted to do with you. Why? Because you've moved away from caring about the things that God wants you to care about. You've moved away from the things that matter to God. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. You know, a lot of people hear that scripture and they think that it's just do what God wants and that way He can bless me. It's not like that. What God is saying is make me more important in your life. And then the things that you worry about every day, I'll take care of them. Don't worry about it. But the way that we make it is we're so worried about the things that we need. We so, we're so worried about these things that we just use God. We try to use God. We try to say, okay, I'm going to go to church and I'm going to uh, pray today. I'm going to make sure I start the day with prayer. But all we're doing is asking God. Prayer is not just requesting of God. Prayer is communication. Prayer is talking to God. Prayer is asking, Lord, what do you want? You have not kept them. That word goes to you haven't kept, you haven't watched, you haven't preserved, you haven't stored up. You failed to look narrowly and you've taken your eyes off of the prize. In Warbaladevleski, the Bible says that the road is narrow. The road is narrow. Wide is the road that leads to destruction. But the road that we want to be on, the road that leads to God, is narrow. And so we've got to keep our eyes focused. We've got to keep our eyes straight ahead on God. We've got to keep our eyes on Christ. Hebrews 12 says, well, let's go to it. Hebrews chapter 12 Verse 1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run the, run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this, listen to this. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith because of the joy awaiting him. He endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and now is seated at the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sin, sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. You see... He's giving the prescription right there. Keep your eyes on Jesus. 
You've taken your eyes off of Jesus, and so you're becoming weary, and you're becoming tired, and maybe the race that we're running is getting to be too much for us. But the question that it asked, and this is such a an amazing question, it says, have you shed your blood? And the answer is no. No, none of us have gone through what Jesus went through. And there's a reason for it, because he went through it for us. He went through it so that we don't have to. He went through it so that we can live in the blessings of God, in the presence of God, so that we can live in the place where we have that divine appointment that God has for us, and we see the blessing and the hope and the prosperity and and the provision and the purpose, and we get to please God. We get to be in that place where we give God honor. But we gotta keep our eyes on Jesus. Now these guys were going through some things. Uh, Danny pointed out when we were doing this study, Danny said they just got back from being in captivity. And the people who were keeping them in captivity now put a tax on them. And that tax was a very heavy tax. So because of that tax, they were afraid to give the best that they had to God. And this is where the slipping of keeping God's commandments started. God bless you, Danny. Very humble. This is where the problem started. In your life, there might be a problem, there might be a situation, and you're afraid to to trust God in it. There might be a situation where you think, I can't give everything to God, I can't give up this this choli, this problem, this anger, this hurt, I can't give up my work, I can't give up, I can't give up to God what God deserves, what God requires. Here's the thing. They weren't giving to God what God required. The ordinances, the word is the due, what is due to them, what is due to Him, what is owed to Him. Today, whatever you are holding back from God only takes you more away from God's divine appointment for you only takes you further away from God's blessings for you, only takes you further away to where God cannot bless you the way He wants to because you are not trusting Him. It's no longer like that. It's no longer there. I want to read Second Corinthians Chapter 4, verse 18. It says, So we rather fix our gaze on the things we can, that cannot be seen. For the things that we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. 
And what about Lidevlesky Penel? Store up your treasures in heaven where rust and thief and moth cannot destroy. But we get so concerned with what's going on around us. What they were keeping their eyes on is this tax. I got to have enough money for this tax. I got to do what I got to do to get this tax. I got to do what I got to do to pay the rent. I got to do what I got to do because they were wrong and I'm right. I got to do what I got to do because I can't trust God. God is saying it can't be like that anymore. God is saying it can't be like that no more because you're moving out of my protection. You're moving out of my blessing. You're moving out of my prescription for your life that's going to keep you healthy, that's going to keep you strong, that's going to keep you in my will. You're moving out of the place where I want you to be and something is going to happen. I told you guys before, God told them, that I will do something so embarrassing to you. I will cause something so offensive to happen, but so that I can return you to me. God does not want to punish his children. That scripture in in Hebrews talks about the discipline of the Lord. He doesn't want to cause you pain, but he will allow to correct you. He will allow to get you back on course. That word to look means consider, to contemplate, to look thoughtfully for a long time. Aren't you tired of looking at your problems? Aren't you tired of looking at this ugly world? Aren't you tired of looking at defeat? and hurt, and loneliness? Aren't you tired of looking at at a life that isn't fulfilling the purpose of God? Aren't you tired of living a life that is powerless when it comes to God and the will of God and the purpose of God? Aren't you tired of looking at what you're looking at? It's time to start looking at Jesus Christ again. It's time to start looking at God Almighty again and His plan for your life. It's time to start seeing what God wants us to see. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now, but we fix our eyes on the things that can't be seen. You can't see Jesus Christ. You can't see heaven. You can't see God, but you can experience them here on this earth. You can't see the things that God has in store for you. It can't even enter into your mind, but you can sure see the problems that you have on this earth. You can sure see the things that you lack on this earth. You can sure see what's wrong in this earth. But here's where it comes in. Chapter 3, verse 7 of Malachi says, The Lord says, Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord of heaven's armies. It is time to return to God. It is time to return to the ways of God. It is time, if you remember, I said that, that those words that you have, you've moved away from my ordinances and you haven't kept them. It talked about debt. It talked about debt. 
When you return to me, it talks about returning from death. The Lord wants to give you life once again. The Lord wants to restore what was once lost. He's saying, turn back to me. And when he says, turn back to me, it's turn back from the debt that is around you. Turn back from dying. And it says, a revival from debt. If what you thought was dead, God can bring it back to life. And here it says, specifically, of a spiritual relation. He says, return to me. Return to me and I will return to you. He says, do the things you once did. What are these things? What are the things that God wants us to return to? What are the things that cause the circumstances, the things that hurt you, the things that, that destroyed you, the things that, that caused you to be like this? We give excuses. Whatever we went through, whatever we experienced, and actually, the word that it says when it says these things, it says what had happened was God wants us to return to Him and no longer do the things that we've been doing, but to do the things that He calls us to do, to be restored to Him, to be returned to Him. God wants us to once again walk in His light and in His love. God wants us once again to listen to His Word, to read His Word, to be restored to Him, and to walk in His ordinances. The ordinances are something prescribed. Listen to what God prescribes for your problem. Something due or owed. Give back to God what is owed. You know, like I said, Verse 10 is the one that everybody hears, that everybody knows. When they hear Malachi, it's uh, bring into the storehouse. And after that, it says, you've, you've robbed, before that, it says, you've robbed me. You haven't given me what is mine. You've taken away from me the tithe. You know, this, this applies to the tithe. This applies to what God is talking about. But I did a study one time, and I talked about the tithe that you're not even concerned about. And it's the tithe of your time, the tithe of your life. See, God doesn't really need your money. He just uses that to be able to bless you because when you trust Him, He makes things happen. I've experienced it. I've seen other people experience it. When you begin to give to God, in the tide and even above the tide when it comes to your finances. God's promise is true. He says, try me and see if I won't open up the windows of heaven. That's with your money. Now I want to talk to you about your life. Let's say that you get eight hours of sleep a night. In one week, you have 112 hours to do things. You have 112 hours to work, to eat, to deal with the family, to do everything that you do. But if you were to give God a tithe of your time, you would owe God 11.2 hours. Take away the two hours you spend in church. If you're not one of the servants, let's say three to four hours because you're there setting up. Let's say you go to the Thursday night meeting or the Bible study. Let's say you're at six hours. Let's be generous. You're at seven hours. 
you're still not giving God what He deserves. How much time are you spending with the Lord? How much time are you giving to God? How much time are you sitting there meditating on the Word? The Bible says to meditate on the Word. On your Word I meditate day and night. When God wants you to meditate, He wants you to not only read, to not only pray, but to meditate, to sit and think about the Word of God. Think about what God has said. Think about what God has done. And let it affect your life. Let it affect your thinking. Let it affect who you are. Let it affect what God does in your life. Now I want you to hear this. We're coming to the end of the study. And we found out that you've stolen from me. You haven't brought in the tithe. Bring the tithe into the house. But the real problem is that you've moved away from the things of God. You've moved away from the prescription of God. You've moved away from the things that God wants you to do. And you've moved away from respecting the Messiah. You've missed out on blessings. You've missed out on appointments. You've missed out on God using you. You've missed out on the work that God can provide for you because you haven't kept them. You haven't stored them up. You haven't set your gaze on God. Now, God is saying, return to me, and I will return to you. But I want you to see something. When it says, return to me, it uses the name Yahweh. And it doesn't even use the name Yahweh. It uses the name Y-H-V-H, because they would not, they would not write this name of God. They would not. Write down the name of God. That's how much respect they had for it. When they talked about this name, they would only say the name. And this is the name that is calling you back. This is the name that they began to disrespect. God says you've moved away from the one who you respected so much. From the proper name of God, you've moved away from it. But now I'm telling you, return to me. It's time to come back to me because I've got things I want to do. I've got a work I want to do. I've got work for you to do. I've got blessings that I want to give. I've got something to prescribe to fix the problems in your life. And even when they can't, I can take them away. I've got things to do that are going to change your condition, that is going to bring a love and a respect for God and for the love of Jesus Christ, the Messiah. I'm going to take you to the place where you can grow in me. I want to restore you. I want you to give me what is mine. Bring back what is mine. Don't steal from me anymore. Bring back what belongs to me so that I can bless you. God doesn't want your time and your money because He needs it. He wants it because when you give it to Him, He can bless it and give it back to you more than you could ever deserve it. God wants to bless His people. And it's time. It's time. The Lord Jehovah, God Almighty, the one whose name they shall not speak, says, return to me and I will return to you. Just like the prodigal son or daughter, God is calling you to return to Him. And we see that when the prodigal son saw him, when the father saw him, that he ran. The father ran. He ran to grab him, to bless him, and to restore him into sonship, and to celebrate. And this is what God wants to do with you.
the Bible is alive and speaking to us. And I've witnessed something in the past month. I thought I had a good relationship with God. And we began to study this word. And it talks about the priests, and it talks about the people, and it talks about the temple. And I'm not pointing fingers. I'm saying for me. I'm saying for me, and you need to say for you, Lord, what have I done to move away from what you want? What have I done to forget about what you've prescribed? What have I done to miss out on the blessings that you have for me? Whatever it is, Lord, I want to return to you. And as the word says, If you return to me, I will return to you. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will heal your land. Devla, tonight we pray. Let this word be alive in our lives. Let it plant the seed that changes our situation, Father. Let it be, Muadel, that it, your word is alive and well to us, Lord, and that it is prescribed the cure to what our problem is, Father. If we've forgotten you, forgive us, Father. If we've moved away from you, Lord, forgive us. If we've moved away from your ordinances, forgive us, Mugodel, and restore us to you, Father, so that your covenant, your plan, and your purpose can go forward. We pray, have your way in all things. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, and good night. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.